Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we All are, right. well, I was going to say, and no, we are back. <laughs> um, and if you guys are watching this on video, it's just like the most stupid looking cut in the world. But uh, if you guys are here uh, for the audio part, you're getting this probably on a later week, just to give you guys something on both weeks. And I feel like we talked a lot about games. I mean, we spend 50 weeks talking about Destiny on a podcast. And we also end up playing a lot of other things. We have things going on outside of games, too, sometimes. Travis doesn't have too much else going outside of games, but some of us do. Uh, he lives in the world of gaming. But it just, we just kind of wanted to uh, like how I was asking topics and questions for each other because we did one of these of just like getting to know each other last year a little bit or just letting you guys get to know us because we know ourselves pretty well. But uh, just some non-game related discussion. So this is a point where it kind of opens up to what random question, because if you guys listen to the Morley interview, if you haven't, by the way, please go listen to that. Uh, Travis was keeping her on her toes with some interesting questions. Um, but for us, this is just kind of the open, get to know a little bit more about the hosts, Cognito, Ty Guy, and Ibantis. Um, what would you like to know? So Cog, I'm going to let you have one first. So you get to get to kick us off. Just like, uh, how are we going to jump off? What, 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 whatever you want, question? whatever non-gaming related discussion you want to talk about. Mm, I'll stop with one of your questions. You said, uh, work around gaming. We all do work around gaming, but how has it changed this year? Like outside of... Just like, like just whether stuff? it's, I mean, Travis did massive amount of reviews this year. How has his mm. idea of being a reviewer changed? My content journey is earlier in the year was still more Destiny. I've done a lot more variety this year for you. You've got the podcast. You've got LordsOfGaming.net. You've got now Defining Duke and LSM. Mm. How has your journey in just your kind of gaming work been this year? Not so much just like yeah. what games you enjoyed or played or didn't, but mm -hmm. like how has just your work related yeah. to it been? I think for me, it's been a lot of collab, more collaborative stuff this year. Um, I know I, it's funny we're doing this is now I'm getting into this talking about non gaming stuff with, with Kyle a lot. We started on uh, Constellation over LSM and it's a fun show because basically it's Those are totally old. Not, you never know what you're going to get. I love it. It's you a great show. You never know what yeah. you're going to get. So basically how it is, Trav, you say, okay, we all bring a random topic to the table and it's not game related, right? It could be anything in life. And some of the stories like phobias, um, you know, just any subject you can think about, we talk about, you know, um, I, I brought one to the table about sportsmanship and like, in terms of like, how do you handle, you know, if you're friends with someone and they get an opportunity that you kind of wanted and, you know, kind of thing, or, you know, other people like Dagan will, will bring different things to the table. Colin will bring different things to the table. And it's just about different points in our life or just random subjects. How do you feel about it? How do you deal with it? And it's very free flowing. And I, I actually ended up loving the show. I was like, it ends up being like three and a half hours because we just all go off on, on mm, tangents. They're not stuff. short, but yeah. They're not short. But uh, they, the, it was what I had with Jaffe, and we, we were bonding over, over stuff. And I, like I said, I think that adding more collaborations has been a big part of, of my year. Um, travel still a big part of it. You know, I still, I tell people all the time, don't get me wrong, I love podcasting and people love me for podcasting, but... My favorite thing is actually interviewing developers. I, I love going to the, you know, the, the ground floor, getting getting to hear the album before it hits the streets, so to speak. You know, seeing the thing that they've been working on secretly for all these years and getting the first time to kind of take a look at it and, and see what their vision is. I'm really passionate about that stuff. Um, as far as like this year, 2020, I mean, actually in 2024, 
we know fingers crossed the Lord's hope to get to um Tokyo Game Show. We wanna we wanna try to do that for the first time. You know, awesome. first of all, I've I've never been to Tokyo. Like that's always been well, a dream. If but... you've never been to Tokyo, I don't recommend going to the Tokyo Game Show. If you if you don't know the area where that convention center is, but it's Distance. like far enough away from yes. proper Tokyo to actually make it yes. so that you have to stay extra days if you want to actually see the city. So that's what that's what it, we gonna it, have to do. Yeah. It's kind of like just hanging out in a corporate parking lot. It's like a, a corporate corporate what are those things called? Corporate parks. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like you're yes. in, you know yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. So what gave us that exact experience that you know it's not really close yeah. and you're gonna have to just you know some extra time to actually go and be in the city that's my that's what they said so yeah that is the plan we'll see hopefully knock on wood it comes it comes and goes down um what else as far as um things have changed just look it's iop has been been fun you know it's it's just seeing the growth of everybody and how you know we kind of took this thing from nothing to to, to something that is at least respected and at the same time celebrating you know developers content creators and things of that nature so for me you know it's nothing that, nothing too much has changed it's just that responsibilities have gotten bigger you know more things to to account for and you know thinking big picture stuff long tail stuff you know where do we go you know two three years from now how do we try to make this something even bigger as as an llc and stuff like that and opportunities that presented themselves that has been really cool you know and, and learning to grow in the space so that's pretty much that as far as ilp duke has been a blast you know i love i love doing that with maddie um we have a great chemistry. Shout out to the cops. They, they yeah, agree. they agree. I mean, yeah, blow they it definitely up. agree with the chemistry. You know what's funny is I can hear the cops from where I'm sitting right now, too. And so <laughs> I thought it was me for a second. And I was like, no, that's coming out of here. What yeah. the heck? They, so they're like, very excited. Time. Very excited about the fight, dude. But yeah, now see, you know, me and him kind of continue our what journey. If, and get, what if that's yeah. how E found out we were in the same house? Like he hears it from both of our mics. And then we're just like, <laughs> wait a minute. We like look over at each other oh, like, like, oh, oh, oh. We found out. <laughs> it's great. have been roommates guys. for six months. Six months. <laughs> Doing a podcast literally right next to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see man. how it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Duke has been fun getting the synergy and, and, and continue to grow with him. And then also doing um live shows. That That's something really that's kind of new to me. I, I'd never done that before doing presentations on you know the most overrated game and you know the the, the 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 all the most you know your game you know greatest game of all time and stuff like that and you know getting probably travis is familiar with this stuff like i've never done that in front of a stage and you know a whole audience in a real-time setting and i did enjoy it though i did enjoy it. once you get over the little butterflies initially of a, a live crowd waiting to hear you speak you know what I'm saying? I have to admit, like, it was fun to get the reaction. My my uh, overrated game of all time was Madden, so I was, like, trashing how, like, redundant and copy-paste Madden is and how NFL 2K from uh, Sega that when it came out was still eating their lunch. And it was just cool just to, to have those interactions. So that's it. And then, of, of course, last word. You know, last word has been so much fun because at the end of the day, it's like, one, talking about this game objectively that we've been playing in love for a long time. Two, I think Travis brings an excellent dimension as far as the other side, as far as even though we disagree sometimes, but I obviously, yeah, stop saying, yeah, you do bring a great dimension to the show because you, you provide balance. And I think that's, as a Destiny hardcore person who loves the game, sometimes you have to hear the, the other side and the reality of what's going on here and the true feeling of, of like, kind of like the pulse of what's going on as far as the, the game state. And um, we learned a lot. <laughs> we learned a lot. Boy. Oh, boy. I mean, the life force situation was just mind-blowing to me, how how much they had lost their way. That was a shock to me. I didn't see that, especially... That was my biggest surprise, especially coming after Witch Queen, because I was just like, man, you know, you, there's no way you don't keep that momentum. You, right. you got the formula now, right? And it's just like, what? And then I'll never forget the episode Travis came. I was like, guys, I don't know. And I'm like, what? what are you talking about? You, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, because I was still in that emotional state of like, there's no way. They figured it out now. They've got the blueprint. Well, and even and, before launch, it was like, we're coming off a of serif. Yeah. which was leading so, into it well bro, the it was the highest of highs i'm like again there's no, in my mind there's no way and to hear that sobering reality of 
what the hell happened? And then I had to hear his numerous weeks of I told you so, Travis. And I'm like, God, <laughs> look, it's look, right again. <laughs> look, <laughs> I may have had some outside information there. I got to preview the event. I got to see the looks on the faces of Bungie developers. And, you know, I still had an instinct before, like when we saw the trailer, even then I was like, eh. but leading up to it, like when you guys are all high on Seraph in my head, I was like, I know this is bad. <laughs> like, I know it is. It's not going to be good. Bro, yeah. That yeah. shit, it was so real, bro. I was like, I cannot believe we fell this far. Like, and then to, to spiral down to to either the, the business and, and, and the, the layoffs. And you're like, so last word was very cool for that, right? And, and understanding the, the, where this game is going. And then also the cool stuff we did. We have, bro, we have Boyle on. We, had, we got that Boyle we, on. We've had amazing, like, obviously the, the family, the extended family. The, 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 shout, out to, shout out to Teddy. He helped me through the dungeon recently. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Scarrow, Mano, you know what I'm saying? All the usual suspects that come in and help us out. And the show, like, what I really was impressed with last word is how much we are respected. Did we have Farnsworth on this year? Was it this year? I'm bugging. Or last, last year? I mean, I'm, this year. It's been a blur. I felt we had Tom Farnsworth. It was last. It was right was before... Year. It was okay. right before um, Lightfall. Okay, okay, gotcha. We had but him it, on for a season of... Which season? Haunted, right? Because that was his. No, no, it was the pirate one. Mm. We would have had him in Plunder, but I think it was for Haunted. Because I think okay. that was yeah, the we, season Yeah, we were talking to him about Haunted, and I think it was during mm. Plunder. Okay. Yeah, it sounds yeah. better. No, so. it's, it's been so cool, man. And, and just to... Like I said, look at this game objectively and with the highs and the lows and all the funny moments with classics. So, yeah. What about what you find you guys? Travis, um, you, you, yeah. I don't know when you sleep, first off. <laughs> no one does. Um, so, if you do sleep a little bit here and there, that's probably good for you. But this year, don't you sleep. Were... I just take thousands of micro naps throughout the day. There you go. <laughs> that was, somehow that wouldn't surprise me with your crazy personality but um no i i sleep, I sleep four hours a night but i've always done that it's yeah. just my i have a low sleep uh, but no like last year i mean we had as travis said honestly couldn't be happier to have you join the podcast to bring an outside perspective but also just kind of a just a different set of knowledge um to the podcast that obviously i don't have for sure no. um but just also a good perspective from the critical thinking, reviewing side of things. I mean, it's been just always good to kind of get your perspective. But just for you this year alone, you somehow passed the number of games you reviewed last year when you were the number one reviewer at IGN. And you did it while reviewing Diablo, not even reviewing Starfield and Hogwarts Legacy and a couple massive games. You somehow beat it. So how is your... How have you like changed? Is your review process better? Are you more refined at it? Are you a better writer? I saw your tweet where you actually did thank um what was it, Tom Marks, I think, and Dan Stapleton yes. both for that yeah. stuff. Just like how was your journey just this year of now reviewing that many more? How's it been? What's it been like? Yeah, so I kind of have done a reverse cognito. Um mm -hmm. he was talking about how he's been able to stop focusing on minutia and getting through the day and focusing on the future. And I feel like a lot in early my career, I was focused on the future. I was not really present. I was, how am I going to get to that next level? How am I going to get to that next, um, you know, when, when am I going to start getting paid for this work? You know, stuff like that, that I was focused on. Um, and now I'm at IGN and I feel like I mostly understand the skill set of, of what it takes to be a good reviewer. Obviously, I'm still learning, but I have that base there. For the first time in my career, I was able to stop about the future and just focus on the work and i think mm. the result that the work was better um and so that's i think that's like a privilege you don't really get until you um get to get in a place where you get to be comfortable and i've never really been comfortable in this industry mm. just because i've always been, yeah i've always been like trying to break through you know what i mean trying to get through like the noise and get into a position where i felt like i was um, I knew what I was doing, you know? Um, and so I, I, I think the first couple of years I was writing for IGN, I was getting a couple of reviews and was definitely still getting my legs under me in terms of what it actually took to be a good critic at this level. I started writing for them in I think summer of 2019. 
Um, and then, you know, COVID made that learning curve even more difficult because there's no office or physical way and you have to do recordings in your own house and buy the equipment to, you know, record yourself and yada, yada. It's like really challenging to do that stuff. Um, and I think last year was my breakthrough year in terms of I now I'm doing a ton of reviews, but I was still sort of learning the ropes and getting good at it. And this is a year where I got to just focus on the work. Every review, I just dove down as deep as I could and I tried to do my best and I didn't really worry about like what tomorrow would bring just just enjoying doing what I'm doing right mm -hmm. um and that was really cool I feel like I am getting better um and it doesn't feel like work which is why I'm able to work as as long as I do because I uh I'm just enjoying myself and having fun yes. and I have a fiance who's also a workaholic um in terms yeah, of the, quite a pair yeah yeah in terms of the other stuff like uh previews I really feel like I'm finally starting to get good at previews as well. It's a completely different discipline. You're not really critically evaluating a game. You're just sort of trying to look for the glimmer of hope in what it might end up being and then telling people about that. That's sort of kind of how I approach that uh, that side of it. And under Ryan McCaffrey's tutelage, who I became a lot closer with this year, um, because we had we had access to the office again. So I was going in office to do like previews and see games mm -hmm. before they were out with him. And, you know, just he's a he's a master he i mean he really you, you guys know this he's been in the industry yeah, forever and with, oh, with yeah. good reason Legend. he's just he's a he's a legendary figure mm -hmm. uh, in my book and he's uh he taught me a ton and he also gave me the opportunity to produce ign first which was, mm. was big. Oh, that. so, that's so huge. cool um that's like not something they let contractors do by the yeah. way like as a contributor the ability to i mean i kind of got lucky because the person who was supposed to do it had to bail but like <laughs> you know, being, being available. And the fact that he knew that I could do that, like he believed in me nice. is amazing. And I don't often think like, Oh yeah, I, I crushed that. But like that IGN first was awesome. And nice. I, I feel like I, I put together a content map without any guidance or help from him. He was like, Hey, I'm too busy to even look at this. So can you mm. put together just like what a month long of coverage looks like and then coordinate with our video team and then just like do it. And I just mm. did it. Like I did all nice. that stuff and it was it was really really cool to to do that um in terms of the areas i grew the most this year i started covering proper news coverage and doing mm. journalism stuff for the first mm. time this is not an area i ever thought i would venture into i do not call myself a journalist as some in the industry rightfully do obviously there are journalists in the games industry i'm not really one of them but i did get to dip my toes into that world um covering the activision xbox uh, court proceedings and mm. getting to go and um you know uh do the uh the dungeons and dragons tabletop coverage and go into the wizards of the coast hq and covering events and doing stuff like that and so like the mothership calling you home on that one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right i uh i interviewed um I got to interview the Diablo four team a bunch of times before and then after the game was out and uh, published some content on them. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of start to get to do journalism stuff. I'm still very uncomfortable in that world. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel, I feel unqualified. I feel like mm -hmm. I don't really know what I'm doing, but the good news, good news is I've got Kat Bailey and Rebecca Valentine in my corner uh, <sighs> to answer all my questions and make me look like I do know what I'm doing. And so um, Rebecca, they're just they're yeah they're uh such badasses and they they really helped me um kind of hone that skill and also they were the ones who asked me to do it too like i didn't nice. volunteer i never would have volunteered for covering proper news but they were like hey we think you should try this um and i got i got a few pieces published that i'm super super proud of um the tears of the kingdom speed running article uh is still maybe my favorite thing i've ever made um mm. and then i got to do a piece about um the uh, remnant two secret uh, archetype that could only be unlocked yeah, by data mining. That was, uh, was that's really still a crazy just, thing that they did. That's such a, such a cool so little thing that I just got to write about. So um, I've kind of developed a love of like the fringes of, um, of the games industry, like talking mm -hmm. to that group of speedrunners and interviewing that group and seeing how passionate and weird they were uh, was just really cool. Um, so yeah, um, it's been a really, really fun year for me um, uh, professionally and the stuff I've been able to do. Um, and yeah, and then also the podcast stuff, whether it's BitCast or here, I feel like I'm more comfortable with it. I'm starting to get uh, less 
you know, I used to, when I, when you guys first had me on, I treated it like it was stand up, you know, <laughs> I'd, try to like, I'd, I'd try to show up and be like, Hey guys, let's make some jokes. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little more chill. I'm trying to mm. be okay with it. Not being just a performance art, uh, every episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, yeah, I, I had a great year, man. No, you did, man. Yeah, you absolutely crushed it this year, man. <laughs> How about you? What was your year year looking like? You had some pretty big life changes this year, yeah. Uh, I mean, just in the world of kind of doing the work that I've been working on doing this year. I mean, I go look back, and I would probably, if I would guess, have to think that I have more views on videos that are non-Destiny related than Destiny mm. related. If I did the math, it probably is. I mean, I have two of of my top three videos that I've ever done have been this year. Um, and they were not destiny. So we had Starfield tips video, um, Diablo tips video, and then wow. Rem remnant is number five. Wow. Um, so those alone, um, shipbuilding guide was up there at 200 K Liza P still got about 150 all of those were huge. Uh, had one of my biggest months on YouTube that I've ever had this year. Uh, thanks to Starfield, obviously being a thing. Um, and just that video going absolutely bonkers and finding the right traction. But for me, that's kind of been part of the journey is trying to now reach out to PR contacts and publishers and kind of do the cold calling thing of trying to see if you can get your name slash foot in the door to be part of those releases. I actually just got early access to something that I'm going to be working Ooh. on coverage for in starts in January for something coming out in Ooh. a couple months. Um, so it's trying to get more into that because for the health of my channel, for what I'm trying to do long-term focusing on destiny, the more and more we watch what's happening is going to be a hard prospect in more and more creators. And it's also just the views in destiny. I mean, I watched, you know, my exotic guide that I did yesterday I watch Mano do his and even you see somebody like Fallout or Across and you see the views that they get on an exotic bow guide. For one, the mission isn't overly that hard, mm -hmm. but also it's just the views across the board. It's a very saturated, you know, content pool because there's just more people doing it than there probably have ever been. A lot of high quality people, you know, that I would put far beyond me um, and everybody has their niche in how they work on stuff, but it's. Just Destiny is very saturated and also the population is just slowly dwindling lower and that's just kind of is how it's been going. So this year has been eye-opening to see the fact that the variety does have potential for me. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big thing for you. The niches of my tips guides, whether they're longer than I would ever expect them to be, but still actually find a place for people to watch them um, has been refreshing. It's like, I know I still have to work on my craft of I need to get more into little less ad-libbing, more scripts. Um, that's something I know I've got to, I want to work on more in 24 because I've not done so much scripting more. If it is anything, it's bullet points to hit highlights on something like a tips video. Right. Um, just to kind of make things a bit more concise and tight. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to work on like some, some more editing and stuff. There's always like little projects in the back of my mind, but sometimes it's also hard to find the time to do that when you can put your effort into editing something or if it's just the content itself can still get the views it sometimes it doesn't matter quite as much but it's just trying to work on quality um but yeah it's been the the early access to things that has allowed me to get the guide the one that probably blew me away was like i mean i I give starfield a hard time about a lot of things i put 130 hours into the game so i definitely got a fair critique on it but uh the fact that i got to play it early the fact that i you know had applied for a while um, there was a point where I asked for a key for Redfall and I got a key for Redfall, but I never had played it as much. And then on key mailer, which is one of the sites, like you'll go through as a content creator. It's like, did you do any content coverage over Redfall? It's like, I did one stream to technically check the box for it. I don't know if it ever mattered or anything. It probably didn't mm -hmm. matter too much because they didn't go through key mailer. But when I got the option to do Starfield, I was like, that was big for me, at least at my scale, it still feels like, uh, I have a long ways to go to get into those things. I would like to get into doing more reviews, did a couple, but would yes. like to do more, even though that's not so much my yes. thing. I mean, you see the skillups, you see the Maddies, you see yeah, Nick Valdino and plenty it. of those. It's, it is fun to do. And I mean, we're sitting here on a podcast with Travis, who's masterful at reviews um, from a very, yeah. please but, go on, but his, but, but your, it's your perspective, whether it's let like, him speak. 
<laughs> but it's when I was listening to you on Bitcast, and I think there were certain times when you're defending how a review should be viewed, which are always very logical in how that should be done. Whether the perspective you're coming from, not taking money into it, um, and just looking at a review as just a review of a game, not taking a bunch of extraneous factors into what it is you're playing. Is the game fun? Is it enjoyable? Not how much it costs, how big is the studio, how many employees were involved, what systems it's on. None of that crap matters. And I always appreciate how you come back to just the purity of a review. Good, bad, or otherwise, what is what you played? And I think that's one of those things a lot of people sometimes need to remember <coughs> when they're thinking about what is something scored or why it is scored or what about this other thing or this? That? No. Why is he giving it this score? And if you read and you listen to what you have said in your reviews, you do an excellent job of explaining why. Because if you give something a high or low score, there are reasons to both of those. Mm -hmm. um, so just even being around you and watching your reviews, uh, even if they are punny at times, which is always great when you find the little ways to get them in there. <laughs> or uh, if they spend three paragraphs talking about how I want to have sex with lizards. That was funny. That, that one was definitely funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it was very refreshing for me to play Remnant, Starfield, Alan Wake in your own bubble. And I think for me, that is something I haven't really had much of an access to before, because typically when I get to stuff, it is long after I've seen reviews, thoughts, people discuss it on podcasts and other things. I'm not spending my time in my head about what do I think about this? Cause I don't know what anybody else thinks about this cause nothing's public. And that's been a fun perspective to have, but also a challenge because you kind of have to tackle things in a bit of a different way because you can say, Hey, this kind of sounds like this other thing that I heard, but you don't have that perspective. So you have to really think about what am I liking or disliking about this and kind of be worried. Cause when I was going through Starfield in those first, 15 to 20 hours, I'm sitting there scratching my head going, one of the biggest releases of the entire year, a giant Bethesda game for Xbox that I was lucky enough to get a code to in my head. I'm giving it a six right now. Like, I'm going, I'm like, it's a six. And I'm like, is that, that sounds terrifying. And then it's like, it went through the roller coaster of scores, but that's something that I have had to kind of come to grasps with. Like when I did Remnant, I'm going through, I'm like, this is eight, maybe pushing up to a nine. It ended up landing on nine because you go through and the multiple runs and when you see the two different stories and the combat and just the weapons, and I think they nailed what they were doing. I mean, for me, I don't know if I would give it, I'm still so on the fence to think if I would give Cocoon a 10, but man, it's damn close. It would be really, really close because when I get, when I finished that game, I was like, damn, that was just damn near perfect. And I don't, it, I mean, the masterpiece is the right word for it because of what it was doing, puzzle game, right depth, right length, that kind of thing. And that's when, so I'm trying to get a little more, take out a page out of Travis's book, I'm a little more analytical understanding of, you know, why I think what I'm thinking, how I'm going through and trying to bring that to whether it's, you know, a tips guide that's beneficial for what did I experience as I went through this game that I might've loved knowing early on. And that's what some of those have come from. Uh, but also to get to reviews and other things, what I'm going to get a chance to preview is as Travis said, that's going to be kind of a different perspective because Travis said it right. It's not, critiquing the game it's looking for what might be there uh and it is gonna be kind of an interesting one that'll be early january when i work on that one so i've got a couple weeks but trying to get more into it's an industry that if anybody's around me in real life i still end up talking about games a lot and that may bug some people but it's just something i really enjoy getting into and more and whether it's later in life that i'm getting into it i'm having a lot of fun in what i'm doing and the fact that this year gives me hope that there's still more future of variety and stuff. I don't, I don't think I'll ever be up to the world of like Travis's or an IGN or a skill ups, like the big level of reviewer, but it's like, you can't, you're one person. Well, that's kind of the thing. I, I'm not going to be like an IGN, but even to like do a review, say for an outlet or something like that would be mm -hmm. kind of a hope, but, or even for me, it's just the idea of trying to, work on that part of the craft, but also trying to expand what I cover and how I cover it. Because when I've covered destiny for so long, you're very comfortable with something that you've played for so long because anything new that comes out, isn't really going to break the bank per se. You just know, you know, most of it, you got to figure out what changed recently, but you know, a lot of the surrounding areas, 
a lot of the newer games, I mean, as Travis knows, you get a new game and whether you put 100 hours into something so you can have an intelligent discussion about it because it is brand new. You got to know what you're talking about. And I feel like for me, it's harder and has been to talk about other games that I don't know as well. And that's why it's mm. always kind of hard for me to trust myself to even hit publish or go down the idea of making a video because sometimes I don't feel like I have all the right answers or know everything to be able to speak intelligently about something. Right. And I've played destiny long enough where I feel comfortable. I'm not like, I don't know every nuance of every guns barrel length and all True. that random crap, but True. Um, so it's, you give your perspective on, on it from that different thing, right? From, you know, a new player to this space, right? Yeah. Or, you know, you can give your own little twist and, and, and unique perspective in that respect, as opposed to like, I'm this hardcore person that has to know every single yeah. aspect about, you know, the space. I will say this, E, when I first met YouTubers and Twitch people and I heard the term variety streamer, my brain was extremely confused because I said, wait, there are people who only play one game. That seems unnatural. <laughs> That's like, you know, that'd be like if you met a guy and he'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm really a um, a fight club main. I just watch that <laughs> just one, watch movie one movie over yeah. and over again. And I just oh, every day I watch that movie and I'd be like, what? That's not what you're supposed to do, bro. You're supposed to watch <laughs> a bunch of different movies. So um, I really like that you're getting out of the. The, the one game thing because it does seem like a crazy idea to me and i can't believe that there are some streamers that just dedicate to one game mm -hmm. and i i actually think it might just be a symptom of um the when you started to become a streamer because there weren't that many live service games and it was kind of a new idea and now now i feel like it's kind of like you know there's so many new games and live service stuff coming out and battle royales and whatever the the idea of of people playing just one game seems like it doesn't really jive with how games are how many games there are these days yeah. so i'm happy to see you get out of there and i'm really i'm really glad that it's um that it's it's going off pretty well for you so far yeah, uh, it's like it's, it, it can only expand your audience right i mean yeah. there, there, there's a lot more people not playing destiny than there are people playing destiny and that's so. the hard thing too is the youtube algorithm is trying to understand that whole mess of things of yeah. do i stay in like is it the guides or it's like then do you get reviews out there it's like do you i do multiple channels in this coming year for other things and that's kind of the big debate of oh yeah how do you manage the youtube piece of it because mm -hmm. You know, mate, if the yeah. if the twenty five tips is is a reasonable series for my channel, and that seems to be okay with the YouTube algorithm to say, hey, it's a beginner's guide, but it's something else. So we're going to shift your audience over here, where it's gamers looking for guides, but it's a different guide as opposed to a guide for Destiny. But then if I do a review and it tanks, then that's kind of a different piece. So it's trying to figure that piece out, and then also that's probably my biggest challenge in the year ahead is trying to understand. That's the thing, too. You can now co-stream on Twitch and YouTube, but mm. for a lot of people, it's not beneficial mm. because the idea that if somebody subscribes to your channel for a guide or whatever else, they may not be subscribing to you for streams. One of the couple mm. of streams I did, my subscribers went down. Mm. You lose a chunk of subscribers when you stream, oh, wow. so it's trying to understand that, and I've seen that feedback in multiple places about how that has been where some people do have success, or if they've gone full YouTube, they do it in a different way. But the live streaming piece still having Twitch be an alternate for me, it's not something I focused on this much. And that was the thing, too. I didn't stream that much this year, hardly at all, yeah. because I was playing stuff that I couldn't stream. And by the time I got done, I was so late into the game that I feel like I'd be kind of mean trying to stream Starfield and, you know, New Game Plus or something. That wouldn't make much sense for a lot of people. You're, kind, be kind, of, of broken. Uh, you're kind of walking a, a fine line between being a YouTuber and being a streamer, huh? I, like, I feel like when I met you, you were a streamer, not a YouTuber as much. Is that accurate? Or the no? YouTube, YouTube has always been more of a primary thing. The streaming for me has been, if I'm going to say play Elden Ring, when I go to play Elden Ring, that's not something I've been able to make content for previously, but it's something I want to experience. So if I'm done making my Destiny content for the day, but I want to like play Elden Ring, I probably will stream, hang out with the people in the community and stuff like that, and I'll just play online. And if people come hang out, cool. It's been a bonus, and it's been an outlet for variety where some people will still come over and hang out and do that type of thing. YouTube has still been generally the primary focus, but there are times where if I'm... Because it's always kind of the idea for me as a content creator... If I'm not doing something that's either for a channel or streaming or making a video or something, it's really hard to find a game that I just sit there and play for me completely without doing something with it. 
and that's kind of where the streaming helps, where if, like, I just want to play Zelda for 100 hours on when I get a Switch 2, I might stream that while I'm working on YouTube coverage for something, and they don't clash. It's not like I'm streaming Zelda on my YouTube channel and just killing my algorithm while trying to put out, you know, content for a brand new game I'm covering. Those are, that's where the division between the two channels helps. But it's also been, I have neglected Twitch a pretty good amount this year because yeah. it's been more, uh, it's nice that I can put the podcast on both. So it's nice to send it back the other direction because that's kind of the one stream we do on there. But that's kind of been my weird piece of trying a couple streams. I mean, Dado did the same thing. You can go look back through his community posts and he did the experiment. And honestly, for him, the co-streaming is not something he's going to keep doing because he mm. tried it too. And he could even, he has like an alternate channel where he will put live streams and stuff like that. So it's that kind of experiment for what comes next for me as destiny. I mean, that's the six months right now. We're going to finish the story in a few weeks. We're going to have not a whole lot going on for a good bit. Then we're going to have the end of the light, which is going to be pretty light. So there's going to be a good six months at the start of the year where there's not going to be a lot of destiny going on. So that's going to be where I've this year has worked well to hopefully give me stuff to work on for this delay and hopefully see how everything goes. But it's going to be it's going to be an experiment for a year. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you just got to pay attention. Yeah, that's the thing with content creation, right? Seeing how you balance that, you know, being covering one game versus being a quote unquote variety streamer. And, and then also, I know some people have even talked about, you know, they make another channel for certain things or what have yep. you. Like there's so many things to it. So it's such a, that's one thing I have to admit. Like I, I, it is, it's tough. It, it's tough. We, we, we took some advice from some people this year. We had to make some changes to how much variety content we had on our channel because some people, what happens is the algorithm sometimes wants to penalize you for being diverse because the algorithm, oh, we know you as this, you know, yep. you're the live streaming, you know, long form four hour podcast. What the hell is this other thing you're doing? You know, that kind of thing. It's, it's very strange. So I definitely hear you on that, but yeah, I think you got to go for it, man. I think you got to go for it. I mean, the, the, the obvious thing is based on the, 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 uncertain future yeah, <laughs> of destiny long term right not saying it's going to definitely crash and burn but you got to protect yourself as well and then you know follow other things that you're interested in it seems that i have to admit this year I've, I've seen you bond with travis in the sense of how much you really love the review process and, and, and getting a game and then seeing you get codes and and cover something ahead is that's kind of cool to see you know even the forza that's, motorsport yeah. and, and and a lot of other different variety of games so you're calling, you never know, man. Calling could be, you know, I want to do these reviews now. It'll be the 50-year-old yeah. game review. I will say, I mean, I'm on the upper end-ish, yeah. but for age-wise, like being 40, it's like mm -hmm. I turned 40 this year, past mm -hmm. 100,000 subscribers this year. It's like mm -hmm. doing that that late in life is weird, but also it's one of those times where uh, it's interesting to watch somebody like Maddie. Cause he's, yeah. is he like mid twenties? Is that about right? Yeah, Not, he's, he's, so yeah young. he's young. Oh my I mean, he's so young. Um, yeah. But for his success that he's had to, at his yeah. age, at his age, totally different perspective versus I've been in the corporate environment and stuff like that mm -hmm. for 10 years and whether smaller companies or other things, having that perspective and now being very independent, it, you, you get to see a little bit more, but also going mm -hmm. into it this late, you also know there's, you know, a, different perspective but a lot of gamers started gaming started around as you and i were both growing up and travis is mm -hmm. whether he's a little behind us it's like the gaming is not going to stop gaming is one of the biggest mediums yeah. out there passing movies and music and all those mm -hmm. other things i mean you have a two billion dollar budget on grand theft auto 6 for example or whatever stupid budget they have indie game indie game. <laughs> indie. indie yeah uh yeah that'd be best indie uh right <laughs> right there next to like sea of stars and and yeah, yeah. And grand theft auto 6 um gaming is huge and that's kind of one of those yeah. things i've i've always said because i've been gaming since i could you know 8-bit nintendo and Mega Man and all that mario brothers 3 and all that it's been something i've always thoroughly enjoyed and now to be able to kind of have a sometimes it does feel like work and sometimes there's a little chipmunk in the back of your brain that's like oh you're doing something that's not content curler related and can you really like hang out on the tv and watch a movie and it's trying to work on that balance sometimes because you know, you can totally go and crazy and kill yourself and you can go all mm. for it or you can try and balance and still be, you know, husband and stuff like that a little bit too. Travis somehow has the magic of both. 
And that's no. and that kind of may be a thing next year if I do more variety and they need to b- put more time into things. That may be where it's like, hey, I'm going to be in here more because I, I can't yeah. just log into the new Destiny thing, make a quick video. It's like, hey, I got to go put 20, 30 hours in a new game to try and make something on it. And that's going to be kind of the different task for next year. But I've told myself that I'm probably going to play games until I can't like functionally, visually, hands don't work, whatever it may be. I'm going to be a gamer for because and that's kind of the thing. That's why I'm single. I'm like, I ain't giving it up. I'm sorry. These are non-negotiable. Sorry. Oh, you're giving it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no it's like i i think games they are a very unique medium whether it's art or movies and i get you get to watch a movie like oppenheimer this year which what i really enjoyed not a lot of some of my friends may be not as much but just i mean the editing and all that stuff is crazy interstellar still those are crazy journeys that you get in that little window but being as you interact you go through the journey you make the choices you have the skill feats you figure out the puzzle Whatever it is, being as it's something you're interacting with, games always do something unique. Uh, and as the medium continues to push, we get all levels of things from 150 hours of story choices in Baldur's Gate 3 to a four-hour puzzle game that both blow you away in very different ways, all the way to, you know, shooting that feels realistic and space magic in between. It's a medium that I'm probably going to keep enjoying, and I hope we continue to get, like Travis says, innovation and things that push the genre forward. To find new experiences and new things that keep it all fresh. So that was a whole lot of random discussion about. Uh, that was one question. That guys. was one question on variety yeah, topic. He there. had bars. He had bars um, for this. Sorry. How about I? I, your... I will. I will say this up for everybody who was like, "My God, he just didn't shut up for like half an hour." Um, throughout the entire year when we host, I'm usually trying to make sure we work through the podcast and yeah. other things and stuff like that. And the one or two times I'm on another show, I probably talk too much. And then the times I'm on here when I just ramble about who knows what it's that's probably the times where I probably do say too much. And it's probably because I've been saving it up all year long. So I apologize. Anyway, build it up until it finally just all comes out. Um, yeah, the uh, I was going to ask, what is your what is your personal life? Non cannot be related to anything professional. Uh, your your biggest personal life. uh change that you're happiest about or most excited about personal Mm. development so for me i'll go and i'll knock mine out pretty quick um mine is actually gonna be i'm 40 and it's not an unhealthy thing but it is to a point whether it's blood work or weight or other things i mean that's you know it's like health is wealth i mean i'll give that one right back to you because that's definitely yours but for me at 40 I've got a vacation in April. I've got uh, a wedding in August, of which I've got to buy a new suit for, and then GCX. And I don't know how many times that I've told myself, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to look good at the pool, and I always end up finding an excuse, or I just get lazy, or my wife and I's birthdays are a week apart, and we celebrate with just way too much dessert and everything, and then you get (laughs) to this time of the year, and it's kind of one of those. But being 40, going to the doctor, getting blood work done whatever it may be and also this year was a little weird because at the end of last year i thankfully did not have a bad ladder fall but i banged oh, my yeah, knee pretty good yeah, yeah. i banged my ladder knee pretty hard uh, very lucky and on top of that my feet have been i have relatively flat feet they're not really bad but they're not great um so it's a combination of there are times where I will just like walk around my house and my heels hurt like hell. And it's just like, Ooh, it's not like heel spurs. It is. I, I mean, it's, they're tiny to a point. Spurs. So it's, yeah, you got to get, you got to get that. Orth- they have to get the orthotic old... insoles and that type of stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I am officially yep. hitting 40 and all the old man crap at this point. Um, I had that young. That's painful, bro. That means like when you get out of bed, the minute you put your feet on the ground. Woo. Yeah. So <laughs> that's been part of my year. So some of my working out, uh, a buddy bought a rowing machine but wasn't used it as much because he got a Peloton. So I've been using a rowing machine in the other room. Uh, and I did like my little Top Gun sprints. But I mean, I I put, I don't know, 800,000 meters on the rowing machine this year. So I rowed a lot. Um, but finally, after I saw a podiatrist, got some orthotic insoles, I've got some ordered for the, a little more custom. Uh, and, just, and also the fact that the heels aren't hurting as much. The knee got looked at. I had an MRI. My knee after being hit is generally okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm 40, but it's there actually had no real damage in there because I was doing 
even like weightlifting for just even a bodyweight squat all the way down was not comfortable Ooh, for a lot yeah, of this yeah, year. So like Astagrass, mm -hmm. if you go all the way down on full extension, it was just, and it's slowly been better and better for being less uncomfortable when I do it. Mm -hmm. But even for like lunging, not the most comfortable lunges are always yeah. weird though. Um, and it's like, I do enjoy lifting weights, but I also enjoy running and I haven't run in a while. I did a Spartan beast um, and I kind of messed up my IT band. So my goal is by the time we get to Travis's wedding, I want to have a suit that fits me and I want what fits me to be much to be leaner. Now I have like, I don't have small legs. So that's yeah, one thing. I'm, even legs. if I worked out and lost weight, my legs aren't going to be small and I'm able to, I am able to put on muscle for whatever reason could be because I eat a lot, but like I'm able to, but I would like to lean up the midsection for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lean the, the midsection. Uh, yeah. The yeah. There's us. a lot of tasty food there. <laughs> a lot there's of a lot of tasty, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of tasty food there. So I would like to lean that one up. So when I buy a suit for Travis's wedding, that I'm like, this is a suit I'm happy I fit in. Not that I have to buy it and get it tailored because I need it to fit because of how I look. So that is my goal for the coming year because mm -hmm. I've actually been jogging outside a lot more recently. I've actually done back like some 5Ks, even if it's just like jogging and running. So that's been, that's my health piece going into next year is when I show up to Travis's wedding, I want to look better than I have in years. That's my goal. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I'll add and then on. GCX right after that too. So GCX for sure, Both. for sure. I'll add on it. Literally the same thing. I mean, this this year was like, boy, you gotta stay alive. <laughs> like, like you you like have it too. You got you got bro, something. The, the near death experiences. I like three near death experiences. Like it was ridiculous. Like the top of the year was um was it the diverticulitis? I learned what that was, right? You, you have the pain in the stomach, and you're like, what is going on? You go to the emergency room, and they're like, yeah, you know, you got diverticulitis, so now you have to make these diet changes. And I'm like, all right, you know, kind of, um, you know, more, more, less, less meat, um, you know, high in fiber, kind of a kind of deal. So I've I messed up with that. That was fine. But then the middle of the year, and this was right after GCX, yeah. um, coming back from you know Orlando, and then it's like, okay, what's going on? Why am I in so much pain? Why is my breathing affected? You know, it was pretty scary. And then to go back to the ER again, and then to find out, you know, because I, I tested myself. I was like, well, maybe I'm sick because of COVID or something. And I, had, I did a home test, and it was negative. And I'm like, oh, not that. But to go back and they say, oh, yeah, you got the new joint. You got the new, the new COVID. And they were like mad excited. They were like, yeah, we're going to keep you in five days. We're going to sequester you. This is, and I'm like, wow. And my breathing was really labored. And just the sobering reality of, you know, as I was coming out of it, you know, the doctor was telling me, he's like, look, man, if you weren't an in shape guy, because that compound, compounded with the diverticulitis, combined, compounded with everything else, you know, really did damage. So that was sobering as well. And um, I think for me, it was just more so, you know, as you get to Agent 47, because I'm not a young pup anymore, you know, it, you start to realize things break down. When you get to this age, it's all about maintenance yeah. and upkeep and proactive maintenance. So like you said, doing your blood work, learning what's going on, checking the blood pressure. Yo, it's, it's kind of high. What's, what's going on here? We got to bring this down. You know, um, it, it's, it's good while you have insurance to take advantage of these things because the the temptation is to put it off and we're just we got we're so busy so much going on in life to sit there and go to a doctor's visit when nothing's like imminently wrong is easy to be comfortable with and we always tend to be reactionary like oh now i have a problem now i'm gonna go do something right so i've learned that that's my main thing and then for me it's staying active you know the sad part about remote work is just being stationary so long in front of the screen so many hours sitting stationary not doing anything and i think travis you said you run like crazy so yeah. you know for me that's something that i struggle with it, it's i didn't have the mental it's discipline because the, the one to to sit there and be like, damn, I could easily just play games and chill. You know what I'm saying? You got to think as opposed to say, get up, get on, do some treadmill, get out, get out the house, walk. And this was one of the best investments because I got I set my um my smartwatch. So setting my little Actually, yeah, setting my okay. little walk goals, and then it tells me like, bro, you've been stationary too much. Let's go, yeah. come on. I got and then set just, your step targets. I got yeah. mine just recently. My wife and I got one kind of for each oh. other for Christmas, basically. 
But I have the one that I did not expect because I was trying to figure out what face on because I got an Apple Watch because I was looking Ooh. between them and I was like, I'm already in the ecosystem for everything but my PC, so why not? Mm-hmm. The one that actually I'm surprised that I actually kind of got right on my face is Sunset. Because mm. it's like sunrise and sunset because whether or not being kind of weird right now, it's all over in Texas, you never quite know, roll the dice. But if I look on there and I'm like, oh, it's 65 mm-hmm. and I got like 45 minutes before sun actually goes down, I could go get a run in. Yeah, and that's yeah. lately with the orthotics and stuff like that. I'm like, so I'm ho- and this is like another piece of that journey of trying to do Absolutely. all that, track my sleep, my sinus. Yep. I had a sinus surgery earlier in the year, and between snoring and everything else, like deviated septum, mm-hmm. had that fixed. Mm-hmm. My wife is always wondering, like, do you do you sleep well? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I sleep hard, but she never knew if I slept well or breathed well through the night. Mm-hmm. And then I get this, and she's like, oh, you seem to sleep fine. I do sleep like a rock, apparently. But. Oh, you're out. You're one of those, you go, you sleep, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. My, I had to get that that uh, septum thing, because another reason why I always say good is, God, is a vicious snorer. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, boy, they was like, yo, bro, you're going to have to get your own room. Like, <laughs> we can't deal with you. This is out of control. So, luckily, now with that... I've not been getting the best sleep. But yeah, I would just say maintenance, upkeep on that. And then again, the main thing now is in order for me to get in that mindset to run, music has been huge for me. Mm-mm. You know, yeah. video game stuff. I, I, I see I put up on um, on Twitter and stuff. And then um, actually, you know, a little fresh, little gear. Though I might throw in a little Niners tank top. And, you know, something you got to feel good when you're out there. I got to look good and feel good when, I, when I'm getting my little run on kind of thing. So that's been helping me keep my pace. But, yeah, this was definitely an investment that I, I really helped motivate me to keep active a bit. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. As far as um, what was the other question I forgot? <laughs> was it goals for next year or something like that? Well, no, oh, was that just, was the uh, Just Yeah, just what you're, what you're proud of that you got done this yeah, year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so staying alive. I was proud of staying alive yeah, staying and fighting alive. through that. And then, um, oh, changing my, uh, finding out about carbon monoxide and how quickly it could kill you. That was another one. What? <laughs> oh, you ain't know? So we did I mean, an I know ILP. it'll kill you, but what did you learn? What? Oh, what? bro, we did. A, that was the ILP stream with Peter Moore. So I'm like, it's Peter Moore. You know, I, I, you know, I, I prepared. I had it. I'm like, this is the moment. So you want everything to go for flow. So I never forget it. Like, this was like, luckily, this was towards the tail end of the interview, right? And he's wrapping up. And I start hearing beeping all throughout my, my, my you know, the house. So I'm thinking, smoke alarm, all right, go to smoke, shut up, smoke alarm. And I run and come back. And then it just kept going off. So then that was the first warning side. The second thing was my phone was blowing up. And I'm like, who is calling me from unknown numbers, right? So I'm like, eh, this is, you know, somebody. But boy, doorbell's buzzing. I'm like, ah, oh, it's UPS. I'm like, y'all not messing up my Peter Moore moment. No. Right? I'm like, I'm just, I'm in the zone. So something just made me check one last time. I saw a text. And it was like, hey, Cog, um, we're the tenants in the building. We've all evacuated. Um, just to let you know, there's a carbon monoxide warning in the building. And I was like, so you know you see <laughs> like, yo. So at this point, I'm texting Cab, like, yo, something's going down. I may have to leave the stream. Now, at this point, now Peter has left. And then I hear somebody like at my door, like sound like they're trying to break in. I'm like, yo, what the maintenance so probably up, or something like that. Bro, it's the fire department. Oh my god. And he's got like a, a CO a carbon dioxide meter. He's like, dangerous levels. Get out of the apartment. And I'm like, all right, guys, shit's over. <laughs> and I got it. So yeah, oh, that was the other. I was on some final destination. Everything tried to get me out of here this year. Bro, I literally escaped the whole building carbon monoxide without. So it was a leak in the in the basement that went through the whole apartment, and I had to leave the windows open, air it out until the fire department team saved. So I didn't come back until about two, three hours. So that that show we had to end abruptly after the Peter Moore interview. But yeah, that that was that. So staying alive, <laughs> health maintenance, and excited for the future. In uh, in uh, one one of the things I'm really I'm, I'm excited at what I did. At, I'm proud of what I did at Meta. And I'm proud of, um, you know, obviously one of the projects I worked on was bringing Game Pass streaming to um, VR. I was super proud of that. Super proud of Asgard's Wrath and, and, and that, working with the teams there. Super proud of uh, Demio, Demio Battles, working with Resolution Studios on that. And, um, yeah, man, look, I, I have no regrets, man. I, I, as, a, as a person who never thought he'd be able to work in the industry on any level, I was proud of that. And I'm looking forward to the next chapter, so that's mine. Travis? Great. Um, yeah, I don't really have... Uh, too uh, much of a personal life, but 
I, uh, yeah, I don't really have any health, um, accomplishments still, still pretty bad, okay. but I, uh, <laughs> I got, a. I I think, um, I'm planning a wedding, so I guess I'm, I'm, pr- uh, the, the yeah, uh, no. engagement was last year, so I can't, I can only rely on that one for too many, for so long, but, um, planning a wedding is, uh, challenging and, uh, requires a lot of patience. And I think I'm, I hope that I'm becoming slightly more patient as a person. So Ooh. I guess maybe that, maybe, Learning maybe patience. a little, a little less intense. Mm. Um, I just get, uh, I get very, um, frustrated oh. really quickly when things really happens. yeah i just i'm not i'm not it's not like an anger thing it's just mm-hmm. like i don't have time for this so can we, mm-hmm. can we be more efficient about this and sometimes life isn't about efficiency mm-hmm. which is really it's against my programming to say that <laughs> but um it is uh it is something that i'm learning and i um i have a, a great partner who mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of me in pretty much every way and uh i think mm-hmm. she is managed to balance me out a little bit i was just about to ask you that yeah yeah we bounce each other out we took one of those like myers-briggs tests and i am i am predictably the archetype of like that is most commonly associated with like the bad guys in movies like lex Luthor and whatnot um because i (laughs) most likely this is the villain of the podcast overthrow the world it's like it's like guy who doesn't believe in rules uh doesn't use his emotions only thinking uh it's like it's like all the stuff that is like very easy to be like all right doesn't have empathy or feelings but and but also doesn't agree with authority like those two things that's an overlap that often uh, is very useful when you're writing a villain um, and then and then d i i got um 99 thinking one percent feeling on that mm. test and she got literally 99% feeling, 1% thinking. And, uh, we have like the exact opposite in every category yeah. on that. And so, um, yeah, that uh, the only thing we have in common is we're both introverts. Mm. Um, and so that, uh, that allowed us to, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been great to, to use that dynamic and lean on her strengths yes. to navigate through things that I'm not very good at navigating. So That's I guess cool. I'll, I'll say that my, um, my relationship development, I guess this year has been, has been good and planning a wedding has, um, has kind of, uh, been a good joint project. Thanks. Yeah. And it's no small thing to have a wedding wherever it ends up between. And ours was so not that big of a deal. Well, I already, I saw the picture of your venue and that's already more than ours was because we got married in our living room where I'm literally not too far away from over there. And then we, the thing about our wedding is we were we had gone to my wife's friends three different ones and they were like bigger and in different places and all this stuff but the thing they never got to do is eat. Oh wow. They had too many people. One of them didn't even have like time to eat their main course cuz they're just out there visiting everybody while they're walking around yeah, the whole time. Yeah. We I had a sick. small one that. and we went to a nice restaurant and we got to enjoy our food. So that was my one yes. thing. It's like if you have something you want in your wedding Try and make sure it does work for you because whether it's a good meal or you want good pictures or good music, whatever, if there's like one big thing you guys are going for, try and make that one because you'll remember it. I think she wants to look pretty and I want her to marry me before she finds out that I'm tricking her. <laughs> that's the those, yeah, are the, things, like those are the things that we want yeah be no. like all right so now that you've announced it, it's official all right take the mask off here we go that's it. yeah that's it. you're with me there that's it you're stuck this is the world's most elaborate catfish uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean she's been with you through this year of all the stuff that you've played and everything i think she kind of knows what she's getting into yeah she does yes. by the way she uh she played a lot of um She's in a lot of IGN reviews because you can see her tag Tiger oh, Travis yeah. as like my co-op That's partner. Dope. And actually, in Asgard's Wrath Two, if you watch that video review, you actually see her in the review because there's a point where I talk about how the game crashes sometimes, and then I show the game crashing, and it puts you back in your living yeah. room, and you can yeah. see her sitting on the couch, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a, I got a, I got a girlfriend reveal, uh, which is pretty, pretty nice. Nice. I'm like, dude, it's your debut. I, <laughs> you, sh- you showed up 
on camera in a in an IGN video review before I did. Like yeah. I've never shown up. And it's also face. in your in your first masterpiece. She's she's That's your masterpiece, right, and she was yeah. in your masterpiece. Ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten would marry again. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. I will say on a random note, I'm not going to count chickens before they hatch, but as 49er fans, it's been fun Ooh, this well, year for yes, all for because yes. last year sucked when in the yeah. NFC championship, mm. when we were down quarterbacks and then all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey is trying to throw passes and it's going, yeah. this isn't a fair competition. This isn't even a game anymore. What is happening? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. people got rested. We had our bump in the road. Feels like they're hitting their stride again going into the playoffs, but now hopefully this time knock on a lot of wood that people stay healthy. Because that's the thing I think the team is, if the team can stay healthy, it's exciting because... Health as well. Yeah, for for sure for that team, it seems very crucial. I want to ask you guys, if you were going to go have drinks or dinner, and maybe that's two different people... Which person of the 49ers team would you like to hang out with? Mm. Which personality or which person? Um, I'd probably say Brock. His story is just the ultimate like rags to riches to be. You know, this man was literally in the NFL draft, the last person picked, which has a title for it called Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. And usually that person is relegated to maybe making the practice squad. His hope is to just try to be the super bench guy and to see him elevated and then take advantage of an injury situation and and then plug in. It's the Travis story, right? It's like, it's like you know, you're working all hard, and then it's like, bro, somebody goes down, and we, next man up, we need somebody. And then this kid ends up being so damn special where we're like, yo, do we have, like, the next one? He looks that good so brock purdy's story is just amazing to me like and he could win the mvp there's there's a strong chance he could win the mvp it is it is amazing to see so yeah definitely brock purdy small town kid what is it arizona uh, like, Iowa, like, i just, think is where he went to college uh, yeah whatever just just cute as a cucumber but nothing rattles him same demeanor i think the joke for him is like he's not a real person he's a terminator and kyle shanahan just you know tweaks him like he, he feels the emotion he throws the perfect pass he's he just he just for that young to be that in command of his emotions and in command of the offense is really impressive so yeah that that's mine Travis? yeah as the uh as the as a guy who um, was often chosen last for dodgeball, uh, but um, but always outperformed what people thought I was going to do based on my appearance. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brock as well. Brock, thirty. But I think let me see if I want to guess. It's just a fun story. You have a lot oh, of it's great. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm gonna say you seem like either a Kittle or a Bosa guy. One of the two. Or maybe I'm wrong. Would, 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 no, would, you're would, not. I would. It's hard for me to narrow it because I think that's when I said like drinks or dinner. Kittle would be Ooh. hilarious to go have a good drink yes. with. Kittle is one of the funniest guys I've seen on any yes. post game interview. Just ridiculous look. And but he is also one of the guys when he is on the field is oh. his mentality is you are not going to take me down unless you kill me first. He is just going yeah. to run through, carry, Ooh. drag every single inch so that he can scratch for um mm-hmm. one of the underrated ones uh i think Bosa's is just legit uh, yeah. he works his tail off um on either side that he's on but one that i think would be funny because i think he's i think an underrated one for like to kind of pick his brain would be use check actually oh juice yeah juice. um there aren't a lot of fullbacks actually in college yeah, in football yeah. anymore. And he's one of the rare ones who, yeah. um, and he's been there for quite a while, but he's oh, as yeah. a fullback, he's been doing some, but I mean, Kittle would be a hilarious drinks. Um, pure respect though. I will say like mm-hmm. Debo. Oh, he's a beast. Just an absolute monster. Um, between running back blocking, mm-hmm. uh, just, I feel a lot of, and that's the thing. It's like right now, I feel like there's so much heart on the team. It's kind of hard to pick. Because they're all so pulling great. for each other. I mean, McCaffrey is just, I mean, that the absolutely just working his absolute tail off every game. He has 
possibility for MVP rut hard for running backs, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you see the point where since he got there, I think they've yeah lost one game when he's been effective or around or something yeah. like that. So I mean, yeah, he's in there too. Uh, yeah, I want to give an honorable mention to um Kyle Shanahan. Oh, he's absolutely. Just an, he's just an offensive guru. Like to me, he he's he's playing a different game. With yeah. play calling versus the rest of the league, like the creative things he comes up with, mm-hmm. he doesn't get. I, I, I actually, I'm like the biggest fanboy. Like I'm a staunch defender because I know his offense can make. I know people try to take away credit from Brock, but we have to give Kyle this. Oh, he, con- if you're in a system, he can make anybody look good if you follow the plan. It's just that Brock is so exceptional in the in, in the junction yeah. with it. But I mean, Garoppolo Kyle, got him to a damn Super Super Bowl. Same, and we all know Jimmy wasn't. You know what I'm saying? We see Jimmy after Kyle, right? Yeah. Let's just say that, right? And it's not the same. So I was gonna say the yeah. after story, perfect one is uh, the Patriots right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. when you're missing an important key. But yeah, no, exactly. The, I mean, he's what number two in motion uh, yeah. that he uses all the time, but constantly mm-hmm. making him guess and stuff. He's been. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh well that ended up being another about an hour Tangent. so yeah. definitely long um, we ended up with the nine that's good hopefully when this comes out you know they yeah. they played in one on, on Christmas and hopefully yeah the one that, well Monday night's the one that, yeah Monday night yeah. will be the one I'm watching because yeah. uh yeah the Ravens I think is the hardest one because what do they have yeah, the Rams and the test. Cardinals after that or something and yeah. Cardinals mm-hmm. put up more points than I thought they would I'm glad we beat them by enough but yeah uh, yeah the Ravens is my one worry but. Because the yes. Cowboys and the Eagles lost, we can lose to the Ravens and still hold the one seed. And that's what I was yeah. like. I wanted, yeah. but what I really want is them to beat the Ravens and just like yes. rest everybody in Week 18. Rest out. Yeah, rest. I agree. So I agree. Uh, well, gentlemen, normally we don't talk quite this long. It's been a while since we've tried and keep it around a tidy two. But thank you for making mm-hmm. this two parter. And at this point, I know we won't be talking for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So. To anybody who listens to this, thank you guys for an amazing year. Anybody who's watched any of our content, whether it's Travis's IG interviews, Cognito in 12 different places that he is. He's on still too many things. And then just, you know, me here on my channel doing my thing. Um, The audience, we wouldn't have any of this without you guys. So I want to thank all of you as well for an amazing year. Learned a lot, been through a lot together and, you know, hopefully get more to come. But yeah, for, for the holidays... I know we don't get to see each other in person, but rarely. I mean, Travis, it's been, you know, coming up on number two for your wedding. But the fact that we get to talk every week, you guys are closer friends than I've got many of anymore. So I thank you for being part of my Likewise. life. Likewise, brother. Love you, boys. Likewise. I think all my all my closest friends right now are people that I've either never met in real life or have met one time. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Like they, yeah. We don't miss a beat. That's the thing. That's when you know it's real friendship. Uh, anything else you guys want to say as we wrap up? No, it's been a great year, man. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to the last word, Campfire family. Always up in the chat, always making us laugh, always harassing Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's been fun. It's been fun. Excited for 2024 to see where everything heads out, especially with this game. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited, man. But Trav, what about you as far as uh, your closeout final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts are that um, no matter how the game destiny is doing i think the community is always very special and unique and frankly that's what keeps me uh going and and motivated when the game uh is not motivating me uh right is continuing to be a part of the conversation and a part of the community and especially being able to talk to you guys um it feels like it's a required reading even when the book is uh has got some chapters you'd rather skip so um i appreciate being a part of this book club and um, i'm glad that we get to hang out every week yeah likewise bro. likewise well it's been a pleasure everyone and this is where we wrap this year so for not this episode but for 2023, but 2023. it has been the last, the last, last word, word.